on this episode of Quantum Week 1978. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. And for the hundredth time, I'm Chris. That's right. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year normally uh, and talk about movies, music, headlines, stories. But uh, since it's our hundredth episode, we're doing Quantum Year of 1978 this whole week. That's right. Quantum Year. Hundredth episode. That is a shit ton of episodes. Hooray. That's crazy, it's actually. pretty good. I mean, it took us about, about a year. Yeah, about a year. About a year. But a uh, hundred, hundred is crazy. Yeah, we've been doing two a week pretty consistently now at yeah yeah for months and months and months months and months and months, and months. And months. yeah um but anyway so uh 78 we would never normally we would normally not hit um right i was born 1979 so because of the rules of our little our little game we don't we don't uh we, we don't would hit. never hit yeah and so we said we, every hundredth episode we would take a, a year for that week and and talk about it so the first year that we up would be 1978 matt and was still alive matt was alive i wasn't i was live and if we hit 200 we'll go 77 right which would be star wars and some other ones so yeah, this cool could be, it's fun it's fun to have a whole year to pick from um it just gives you so many like look at the movies i was like oh this, it was just great because sometimes like you know the week we did alvin the chipmunks or whatever it's like oh. or the week we did the meg it's like oh, oh. Fuck. it's like all, all these three options of the movies suck. were terrible so it's really nice to have it would have a whole year to pick from it was glorious yep so we're doing superman uh and peg by steely dan uh but before that let's thank our patrons patrick m jeff l bill w thank you so much for supporting us uh, bill w bill w 12 step 12 step guy is he that's the guy who, is he that's the guy who created AA and NA. i think it's the same guy then um and then also we need to mention we are sponsored uh by two tours two tours is back two tours is back um i told you last week that we so you know we got the sugar the cbd infused sugar yeah we have been using the droplets and the salt and, the, and solve. We got the, the new wrinkle for us is the sugar i got it's it's my jam you like it oh my god I mean, I, some people don't like the taste of hemp. I really like the taste of hemp, the smell of hemp and that in sugar. It's like fucking heaven. And it just chills me the hell out. Sometimes we talked about this before. Sometimes I'm a little high strung. Yeah. The wife thinks I'm a little high strung. Yeah. You think I'm a little high strung. Yeah. Nope. Throw a little, sometimes I'll like, I'll put it on a little bit of peanut butter. Is that what you do? Stir it in right. and eat it. And just, it just oh, relaxes right. me at night. I really like nice. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the drop help me get to sleep like if i'm like if i find that i'm like i can't sleep and uh the uh, droplets have helped me relax uh as well and it probably would do the same it just so happened that you were you you've been doing the droplets yeah, and i've been doing the me. south yep I, i'm into the sugar i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep keep taking it oh, good. that's um, good but anyway go to tutors.com uh buy any one of their fine cbd products use code word qw and get 10 percent off and free shipping yeah, and uh, you can't beat it. They're uh, it's former, an awesome company, former military guy yeah. in Tennessee. It's it's awesome. It's a, it's a it's a no lose uh, with you know those kind of guys. So uh, yeah, definitely check them out. Promo code QW QW. So, dude, I'm so happy. <laughs> this is the greatest. This is the greatest piece of music. It's it's pretty awesome. Greatest piece of music in any movie ever. It might be. It's pretty badass. Oh, just so oh, dude, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I'm, freaking, I'm freaking out, man. I key change. Oh yes, hit me. Yes, hit me. This is so good. <laughs> I see the fucking credits in my mind right now. Badass credits too. 
Cool looking. The best scratch ever. They're great. And then huge. John Williams just puts the fucking pedal to the metal. It is the best. It is the greatest. It is the greatest opening. Let me say this. Right? You say it. Okay. The greatest piece of music in the greatest comic book movie ever. This is better than Avengers. This is better than the Christopher Nolan Batman. It's better than Tim Burton Batman's. This is the greatest superhero movie ever. Wow. I get a B minus. You are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. I felt so are bad. You kidding me? I felt so bad, dude. What is happening? I'm like watching this. No. Oh yes, I'm watching this, and I'm like, no. oh god, I feel so bad. I feel so no. bad because I know how much Chris loves this. I know Why? how much Chris loves Why? it. It like I know how Why? much you love it. I know. I'm so sorry. What is what is happening? Why? What is what? How would you not love this movie? It is. There. It is so great. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. This movie does everything right. Every Everything right. You think it's going to be that you're going to be your number one on your top five? No, it's not. But it's for what it's doing. It does everything perfect. It does a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things, but there's. I'm so sorry. I felt so bad, but I'm watching it. I'm like, seriously, Chris is going to be so upset. I can't me. wait to fucking destroy Steely <laughs> Dan in like 25 minutes. Are you fucking? To tell me what's wrong. With I'm this not going to destroy it. I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to let you have your moment. I'm just going to tell you some of the problems that I have with this movie. Go ahead. No, why don't we go with the good stuff first? No, can, I want the problems first. I'm a bad news first guy. But you. But. I would. Oh my I'd God, like you to have a little bit of happiness. So great. I don't, but I want you to have a little bit of happiness. I don't. I don't understand. I. It's everything is perfect about this. There's no movie I. Um. Okay. So there are movies that are better. Yes. Pulp Fiction's a better movie than this. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not saying that. But there's no movie I. And the Dark Knight is a an amazing movie. An amazing movie. I, I love that movie. Yeah. I love the uh, first Tim Burton Batman. The first Tim Burton Batman movie like is the first. Like I, I love film almost because of that movie. I've yeah. watched that movie a million times. I really, it's great. I really, really appreciate that movie, and I can really respect The Dark Knight. Uh, it's an amazing it work of art. Awesome, it is an movie. incredible accomplishment. Yes, there's no movie I love more than this movie. I, I care for this movie. Like I, I know do you do. I know. Movie. I know you do. And I want. And I going in. I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. But this solidified um, the Keaton Batman and the Dark Knight. Those two are better movies. What? what I, I still need. I, what? Where Can we talk about Christopher Reeve first? He is awesome. Christopher yeah. Reeve is so good in he's this so movie. Good. He's such a great. He's just as both. I love when he turns from Superman to Clark Kent. Like you, ha- you see that uh, the. Um, it's incredible. It's a gift. I mean, it's, it's incredible. He, he, he's so good when uh, when he's in Lois's apartment. Yes, right. And he, it's you know, he, yeah, yeah. He, he comes in and and uh, yeah, and he sort of straightens yeah, up as Superman it's, for a minute. It's a gift. Like, it, it's a gift of great is, acting. Like people use that to yeah, exhibit like amazing is, acting. He is phenomenal. Like, he literally in this like role. he's slouching and he like stands up straight and, and, yes. he, and he goes and he reverts back and he looks different. And he looks different. His face looks different. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. He's so good he's at so that. Good. Yeah. And you know the and there's a, there's a, a lot of great acting in here too. Obviously, you don't see Christopher Reeve the first hour of his movie, which is pretty wild. You don't see what? Say that again? Christopher oh, Reeve, no, the first you hour don't. Movie. You, yeah, that's actually that's one of my problems is you don't see the cape for an hour. You don't, you but don't, it's great. So look at all the stuff you get beforehand. You get the awesome. Okay, Krypton's awesome. The bizarre, awesome Krypton it is stuff. Awesome. With Marlon the giant Brando red is sun. so weird. Yes, so perfect. Yes, and you have Susanna York as the mom. It's it. You have like the um. Oh, you have the introduction to the bad guys in Superman two, which is I forget that 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 messed me up too. I'm like, what movie am I watching, dude? That opening is awesome. The op- it's pretty awesome. Let's let's just talk about how amazing the it was. It is the greatest three the I can't even speak. I'm so angry at Matt and excited about this movie. The greatest <laughs> credit sequence ever. 
the, the most amazing mu- music. Uh, the credit sequence is so... I can't even put into words how awesome it it's is. It's beautiful. You're going from Earth to Krypton uh, to kind of... And also, like, it's show, you're, uh, you're in this... You need some distance. It shows you some distance. It's showing you... You're also on this journey. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing piece of work there and then so then it brings you into and then it brings you into the sun of krypton yes and then it brings you out of the sun into the cool blue of it and it's all miniatures with that krypton it looks amazing it holds up it looks great uh and, it, and the, the music the score is there and it, and the way the camera uh richard donner swoops in with that camera on the crane it is fucking awesome and it yes. zooms into that dome it is yes. everything you want in a movie it is everything movie making should be for that kind of. And that world is so stark and you're like oh. on top of this ice and there's like, you know, it looks like you could fall down the crevices forever. You feel like you're on an alien planet. Yes. Obviously they all look like humans, but they're dressed weird. They have that, you know, obviously the, so stark, the three white. people, the three bad guys, General Zod, yeah. and they have to end up in the Phantom Zone. Yeah. But they're in that crazy like record album that flips around. <laughs> some sort of prism thing. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. And you know, it's a bit like, but you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm not on earth. I'm somewhere different. And then you see a whole, Within the first 15 minutes of this movie, you get Marlon Brando. You do. You get the greatest mute theme ever, and you get an entire planet exploding. I love all the Krypton stuff. What more stuff. do you want than that? What I want is to not have to journey through space three times. You get the opening journey through space. You get the journey of... uh love it. Of, of <laughs> You get Marlon Brando of Gal- teaching you shit. But then you have to do it a third time when Clark Kent goes to the fucking um, Fortress, Fortress, Fortress of Solitude. He goes again on a twelve, like a fucking journey it's not into that space. Long. Mm. One's not very long, but the, it's you. Do, we don't need it three times. I don't think we don't need to journey. The second one, the second one maybe. The we don't one. need to journey through space three times. We don't have to do I that. Like, I like the too much. narrating stuff. It was too much. Nah, it's fine with me. It's too much, and that's the problem. Is it elongated that it? If that opening were thirty minutes and not an hour, then but then it, you get all the Smallville stuff. Okay, okay, but then there's... but Oh, come on, All right, man. the problem is there's problems with the small Smallville shit. Glenn Ford is an amazing Pa Kent. He's such a good actor. I love that guy. He's so good. I have no problem with that. The problem I have is the kid who uh, is fucking... Why, do they, why are they using someone who's only four years younger than, than Christopher Reeve? Uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, John East. Why? Yeah. He doesn't look anything like him. I don't mind him. I, it bothers so me. So you know that's not his voice, right? Oh, it's not? It's Christopher Reeve's voice. He dead dubbed him after. That's why it looks so fucked up. After it's shot. It lo- his face looks fake. After, Be- after it was shot, they dubbed him his oh. voice and didn't tell the kid. And I guess uh, the guy oh. like, the guy and Christopher Reeve like, had a kind of a falling out. Not that I don't think they were great friends, but I think he had some real animosity. I guess he's kind of patching up, but yeah, it kind of ruined his career. Oh. Yeah, not good. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jeff East, right? Yeah, Jeff East, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm like, why not just make Reeve, Reeve look younger? Because he's, he's a young guy. He's I think 20s. he wanted to have, because remember, Remember, two nine seventy eight. No one knew who Chris Freeve was, so it was kind of a reveal that this is your Superman. I think they wanted that to be all encompassing. <sighs> I know. Okay, fine. That's fine, and I I get that. I like the kid. I don't think I think he looks fake. I don't think he because they're trying to make him look younger than he really is. And then the dubbing thing that must have that must have really done. It looked kind of kind of made him look like he had a plastic face, and I didn't I didn't know why. But now I know why. It's because his mouth isn't doing what the sound is doing. So uh, there's a scene when he jumps by a train. He jumps right in front of a train. <laughs> Yes, and the uh, running scene. The running scene. Not good. Oh, come on, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It looks it's like he's thing. sitting Faster down running than a locomotive. It looks no. I no. I love that, but I don't like the way it looks. It looks like he's sitting down running. It's ah, very strange. Run- yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you're very forgiving in this. I get it because it's good. It's I, 1978. I, I trust me. I have a lot of forgiveness for the flying scene. You don't. 
for the flying scenes, of course. Well, we're getting the flying scenes a bit. I, uh, that, I have a lot of. One, I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little. No, but the, the running scene the was running weird. The running scene is fine. Uh, so, but anyway, so he does that jump, and I guess he actually uh, tore some muscles in his quad. Oh shit! And I've watched this movie. Oh my god, too many times to mention. It's. It's. I said. I. There's no movie. Maybe I want to. It's probably no movie I want to show my kid more, my future kid more than than, than this. Superman. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he jumps the train tracks, and if you notice when he's with Pa Kent, that next scene. You know how he's like hanging out with Pa Kent? Yeah. He walks kind of funny. I think that was shot after the train scene. Because you can kind of see he's like walking he's weird. He's walking weird. It's weird. He's like, shit, his pants. This is a weird walk. Maybe that was part of it too. I was no, like, look at it's from far away. No, you but I'm looking like at this look, guy. Looking for I'm just looking at this guy and he, he's not, he doesn't seem right. Like he doesn't, the whole thing doesn't seem right. He seems plastic and fake and weird. a great scene with him and and, he, and, the, and, uh, and Glenn Ford. Just like, you know, I, I don't know why you're here. You're here for something and... And obviously, Glenn great, Ford's great. Great payoff at the end of the movie, where you know he, he chooses his Earth dad's advice over the Marlon Brando advice. That that is a great scene, but there's some there's some problems with that too. But that, that's fine. This is I get it. No, I understand your heart loves this movie. I get it. I My get it. Brain loves everything about me. Loves I this think movie. you're blinded by this uh, to a certain extent, and I, I I get it. I don't think I am. Nope, you are. It's there's, 1978 movie. It's incredible. It's an incredible feat. It's the only thing there are plenty blind, of movies from the 70s. The only thing that blinds me. What's that? There are plenty of movies from the 70s that are that, great. That hold, that hold up as well. They do not. The pacing in this, the way it's shot, the effects hold up remarkably well. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying they're like I'm Iron not Man giving, level. I'm not saying that, but I'm yeah, saying no, they no. hold up remarkably I'm not, well. I'm not giving the effects any shit. Like, honestly, yeah, really it's, good. It's, it's fine. The miniatures, that's once again. Yeah, yeah, you're not using CGI. Batman. Yes. Guys, use miniatures. Don't use CGI. CGI yes. fucking sucks. Plus, it's outdated the second you do it. Agreed. Stop using CGI. It looks good. Yeah, it looks... it. It's good. I'm fine with that. I didn't right, have any problems with that. So we have the great Smallville stuff, which you don't like. Fine, whatever. You're, not, not, you're not alone in that. Some people don't like it, too. I get it. Whatever. There's a great scene if you watch the uncut version. I don't know. Did you watch that? Two hours and 20 minutes is what I got. I think it's like 233, maybe. It's, it's one, the one I watched. Yeah. Um, there's a scene, and bigger reason I watched it because it's a scene with him and Ma Kent. Oh. Do you see it in the cornfield? Do you get that? You do? Yes. After uh, after he's dead? After, yeah. uh, after Pa's and dead? And he's like, hey, I need to... I need to go. I need yep. to go. Yep, right. that was in there. That? Okay. Yeah. There's a scene right before where she puts Cheerios down. <laughs> it's really, it's really obvious no. product placement. Yeah, the Cheerios thing it, that was that got cut out of the movie, and uh, it was put into like the TV version. It was like a three hour TV version where they put in. They wanted to get more ads for because it, it was yeah. a big deal. You know, believe it or not, back this is an HBO. I mean, like network TV. No, this is the. This was the uh, most expensive movie ever made at the time, so right. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And they're paying and, the actors a shit ton. Well, wasn't that like CBS paid or whoever paid a lot of money to? Oh, okay. okay. Them, and they wanted to like, so it was a whole thing. So like, hey, we want extra footage so we could sell more ads, I make see. it you know, a little longer. So uh, the you know the Salkins, I'm sure were that's the producers. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Where who will, we're not going to trash if you're a Superman fan, movie fan like me. We're not going to trash the Salkins because we'll save that for later. Because boy, there's plenty of trash to go along. Okay. Well, Salkins at this point in history are. Still heroes They're in 1978. They're great people. Um, so the Cheerios box, uh, yeah, so that was there. There's, other, there's some other scenes that are cut too, which are odd. There's a Lois Lane in the train. Did you get that? No. So, so you know the train sequence where he runs by the train and ju- the, jumps? Yes. So Lois Lane is a little girl that's in that train. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little odd. So but I like watching that version because uh, it, I think the scene with Ma Kent's a little bit longer, actually, than the one you get. Yeah. And he kind of talks in great detail about having to leave home. And it is a bit more emotional. Okay. Than the one you get. It's a little bit longer, but it just has a couple of nice touches. I enjoy that. If I knew it was there, I would have watched it. This is a great shot. It's Jeffrey Unsworth is the cinematographer. It's uh, one of the last movies he made. He died. If you see the very beginning, they they honor him. Ah, yes. Uh, And in fact, he didn't get, he, uh, so many problems with this movie because it went on. This, I don't say problems. The movie's fucking perfect. I mean, problems as far as 
The Salkins had never really produced a movie of this scale before. Richard Donner was a newer director. Yeah. I know he directed The Omen, but... The writing was a mess before. Uh, Mankiewicz took over. All sorts of yes, shit. Yes, and Mankiewicz didn't get a screenwriting credit. They, the union wouldn't give it to him because we already had four people on it. And you couldn't take Mario Puzo off. You know, the Puzo no. version had already been scrapped. It's because... Okay, take it all the way back here. A little explanation. The Salkins were the producers. Uh, Ilya Salkin is the son. Alexander's the dad. Okay. Ilya's like, I want to do a Superman movie. Alexander's like, that sounds awesome. Let's make a movie. Let's go in the movie business. Okay. Uh, I forget what they did before, but they were not... They had money. It's not like it was Warner Brothers. Right. right. But, they, but they were not movie... They were not in show business. They, like, they did not... <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Yeah. So they didn't know what they were doing. They just knew they had like a ton of money and they, and, yeah, they, yeah. and they wanted to make the best super movie ever, which is great. It's a great, reasonable thing to do. So they started just throwing money at people and they're like, hey, we have a screenwriter that can make movies. Like, no, I want to get the guy who did Godfather. Right. So they P- get, Right. Yeah. And they did the same thing. They signed Marlon Brando in 1975. They made this movie came out in seventy eight. Now part of it is because the movie took a year and a half to make, which is insane. That's a long time. It's a Kubrick, that's a level of insanity. Yes, yes. Um, but you know they also were making part one and part two at the same time. Like this, it's it's just madness with some of the details in this. If you are, I don't want to bog this podcast down with too much of, of it. But if you are a, a big Superman nerd and want to talk about it with me, feel free to DM or talk on on uh, on Twitter. I'd be happy to to kind of walk through Superman yeah, stuff with you. They gave Brando three and a half million plus eleven percent. Uh, yeah, yes. Was it, uh, did, was it 11% or did he get 11 million? I thought he got 11% of the, of the, of the revenue. Did he maybe walk away with 19 million then? Something. Yeah. He got insane, insane, insane amount, amount of money. money. Um, it's not as bad as, uh, Nicholson got more with the Joker. He walked oh, away really? $80 million. After that Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, but, luckily this movie did really well because, right. But Brando still got like a crazy upfront payment though. <laughs> I know. Um, they gave what they, they told Paul Newman, I'll give you $4 million, but here's the craziest thing. It's like, we, you can play either Superman. You can play Lex Luthor. <laughs> right. You can play the dad. Like, how? All, like they're all different. And Newman's just like, I, I, this, I don't this, get what this. What the fuck's not, going on? I'm not putting the suit on. Uh, they want Robert Redford to do it. They wanted, uh, Stallone to do it at the time. You know, it kept batting around, whatever. There were but tons of people who were potentially attached. The big reason they didn't go in that direction was because they had spent so much money on random weird shit yeah. that they were like, uh, okay, let's go get the newcomer. And Donner was cool with that. And it made Richard Donner the director. And it was cool and it made sense. It made sense. But this is really Donner and Mankiewicz's movie. I know Mario Puzo, who wrote The Godfather, which is the greatest movie ever made. His name is on the credits. He really yeah. didn't have a lot to do with this. Well, he did the first run which was like 500 pages right yes. and then it was just like by the way called uh, how it works in hollywood typically uh and tv but especially hollywood and for movies is usually a page of a script is equates to a minute of a movie so basically right. mario puzo put in a 550 page script which is how many hours like almost 10 hours yeah, basically movie? it's like, like a, yeah nine or like, nine hours of nine movie, hour movie. <laughs> this is too much <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> so like, that didn't happen uh and so, he should have known that oh he did i don't know what he's on well, an interesting guy uh the godfather obviously a great book i've also read his book the last dawn which is an interesting book yeah he is a very interesting and great writer obviously he had uh, a lot to do with the godfather sure you, you know if you watch the movie it does have a lot of similarities to the book um so uh, obviously incredibly talented guy may have just gotten over i don't know what exactly happened i don't know what would, i don't know but is that still going to turn into 500 that's page? Shit that's insane. Yeah, and then the first couple who did the rewrite, they they called it, but it... It sounded like they wanted to be like more campy. I know like yes. uh, like Kelly Savalas from Kojak had a role. Oh, yeah. Like, like he would have really had like, a part in right. this movie. Yeah. Like, and there were other... like it was, a lot, it was They tried to make it like the 1966 Batman. Yeah. Which is an interesting tact. Um, it doesn't work as well because Superman is so earnest. So like the reason it works with Batman is because he's not earnest. So to make him like... And he has this, exactly, and he has all the criminals he can play off of. Yeah, 
Superman is the earnest one anyway, so it just didn't have the same, I don't know, effect. It didn't work. Um, so Donner came in and wanted, well, actually, like Nolan, same mentality. He's like, hey, we want to make a real-life superhero movie. So, like, what would happen if Batman was real? Right. And that's what Nolan did. Yep. And he did it amazingly. And I love those movies to death. Don't yeah, they're wrong. great. And then Donner did the same thing with Superman. He's like, what if we made Superman in, like, New York City in 1977? Like, what would happen? Um, how would the world react? Yeah. Um, so that's what we got. Uh, and... Yeah, so it's but it's really him and Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz, of course, directed Dragnet, which That's we right. saw, yep. who also had Jack O'Halloran in it. He plays the big giant guy. Yes. He played one of the three bad guys in the beginning of Superman 1. Exactly. So just, which is funny. And Wait see, a minute. That's not Muzz. Zod. Muzz. Yeah, but from Muzz from Dragnet. Is yes. that the same guy? Yes. Aha. Yes. I was like, Wait a minute. He's yes. also the uh, caddy in uh, Happy Gilmore. Yes. Um, but he... Uh, He's more in Superman 2, so we'll talk about him more there. But yes, but Mankiewicz, really, this is, but he really wrote the script. Yeah. Um, and then, so back to my original point on Jeffrey Unsworth, because this movie had so many issues, they actually had hired a cinematographer already before they even hired Donner. They ended up not really using him, but then, because you already hired a cinematographer, you can't, it's hard to hire a new one. Like, it's union. Stupid unions. All the titles all have to do with union regulations, like how those are all done. Like right. The D- WGA has one. There's what's called the DGA, Directors Guild. There's even a, there's other guilds. They all have say the credits. It's it's a very challengingly it's a very challenging uh, negotiation. Actors will say top build like part of Marlon Brando thing with top build. Yeah, guys move for twelve minutes. Yeah, I know, but that <laughs> was his thing. And then Gene Hackman's like, well, if I can't be top build, I want to be above the title. Yeah. So then they're like, all right, well then do we put Christopher Reeve? Like, what do we do here? Now we have like so many people above the title. Plus, you can't have Brando Hackman and this guy nobody's heard of. Exactly. So then Reeve went below the title, which kind of pissed him off. So I'm like, sure, oh, but he had no, he had no, uh, yeah, no clout, right? Exactly. Right. So he couldn't do anything. He's not so, known. Yeah. Anyway, Unsworth, because of it, wasn't technically, well, was technically the cinematographer, but not technically in the credits. So then he couldn't get nominated for an Oscar, which is a shame. Oh, that is, this movie shitty. is shot. It is shot beautifully. Go back to my original point. The cornfield, this cornfield shot is the whole reason I watched oh, the God. long one. It's, it's amazing thing. He has the camera on the crane, I guess, and he, he flips it from uh, one side of the cornfield to the other in yes. like a, a rotating on a half circle. And it catches, I don't know, I think they were in. I think they were in England. They shot this at Pinewood. I don't know where they shot Pinewood as a studio in England. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't. That looks, that looks like shoot, the Midwest. They did shoot in uh, New York for five weeks. That doesn't look like New York either. That looks like the Midwest. No, 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 no of course. Right. Okay, but I mean, the New York scenes do. Uh, yes. It feels like New York. Yeah, like Grand is, Central stuff. Yeah. It's all really good. Right. Um, and then they uh, they did shoot some stuff uh, uh, in, like uh, I think, in, in L.A., a tiny bit. I know they did Well, some- what was the Italy shit? Because actually, Italy can have golden fields like that, too. I wonder if they did it there. I wonder if they that might that would make sense. Yeah, they, this movie had a bunch of locations, which once again, added to the crazy length. It was a mess. And the Salkins kept telling... I'm trying, I'm trying not to drag the Salkins. I promised myself I wouldn't. The Salkins kept telling Donner, hey, you have, like... Like, we're under budget. Like, you gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta... We have to... We have to finish the movie now now like now 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 and he's like uh, what do you want, like what do you want me to do here we have like we have nine months left to show, like you've given me all of these things when i signed down you told me i had a blank check right i come on and now all of a sudden i'm pinching pennies for everything like what's going on yeah and they're like well then don't make the second movie he's like look we already shot 75 percent of the second movie <laughs> so he's like i'll tell you what let's Here's what we're gonna do. And him and Mankiewicz went and they did another revised draft during the process of this movie. Jesus Christ. And they basically made it so there wouldn't be a cliffhanger. That was okay. First off, it was supposed to be just in case. This is all gonna be one movie. Right. Both oh one my and God. two. Yes. Which Donner Don knew was like this fucking insane. Yeah, we can't do that. No one's gonna Salkins had no idea. Yeah. So like, oh, we'll make it two. Salkins like, great, double the money. They're all yeah, producers yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, same thing happened with our Kill Bill, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, great. So then like, all right. So then Donner's like, well, I'll shoot 75% of it. And they do. We're getting, we're getting, I'm sure we'll cover Superman too. So I don't want to get too, too deep into it. But yeah, so that created 
the other reason this is a 19 month shoot which brings us to the stuff i guess now we're gonna talk about the christopher reeve gene hackman element of this movie right. unless you have other knocks on no, the first uh, hour of this movie no only that because of that then you don't get enough relationship building between superman and lois between superman I, and lex Luthor, they I have do. one they have one scene superman and lex Luthor have one scene together it's very weird it's like i my my memory was that they had like a longer well, they, that, that was a longer they're in two and four together so right yeah so just it didn't feel right and then also it you're sort of you sort of jump into clark being in love with lois there's no build there. It's sort of weird why he would well, have that relationship with her. I don't know if he like I know. loves her. Oh, but immediately like, he's really he's really spending with her, and she's just submitted with Superman. Fine. I mean, he saves her life, you right. know, right away. Probably pretty, some of that, pretty, maybe Florence mm-hmm. Nightingale syndrome kind of thing. Sure. I'm sure, but like, but there's no relationship building. It's very strange. Uh, I buy it. I it's mean, hard to buy. It it is. It is. I I don't. I, I don't have a problem with it. I guess. I just feel like it's just because we know these people too. Like you don't. I don't know. Do you need a like? You know, Subban. You know, always like you know Clark Kent. You know Jimmy Olsen. Fine, but they could have like they could have given us a little bit more scope of time. You know, of them being together, and because there was an hour in the front of this movie, you don't you don't get that, or the movie would be too long. Can't do it. Right. So I just feel like if you did a half an hour. And then a half an hour at the beginning, then we just have more time with these characters, getting to know these characters. We don't see Superman for an hour. It's crazy. Yeah, I really like it. I like the soul build. I mean, the same thing kind of happens in Batman Begins. You don't see Batman for an hour. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I, I like that. I like that soul build a lot. And I, You do get more of him grow. You do get him you get in his bail. journey. You're getting you bail. Get, you get bail in his journey. Any, you are, but you kind of are. It's interesting no, go, stuff. But you don't really see him in Alfred. You don't see him in Lucius Fox. You don't see you, you, don't, you don't see a lot of the same relationships that you're asking for here. That's okay, but we're on a journey with him. We're not on less of a journey with Superman in this. Like, he's a key. We like, ask Chris Marie. Scarecrow have, like, no scenes together. That's fine. That's fine, because really, Ra's al Ghul, like, that whole, that relationship is what matters. Right. I mean, the Scarecrow thing yeah, is kind of I, auxiliary. I so... But I think here the relationship matters isn't so much Superman and Lex. It's really Superman and his fathers. That's the relationship. That's what the movie's about. It's very small. Well, then... This movie's about about becoming an adult. But then... In a lot of ways. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's maturing. It's yeah. right. But then you lose some of that because he's in the Fortress of Solitude for 12 years. So we don't really get him interact... We don't see him grow up in the in this world. We see him learn stuff from his dad, but we don't see him really grow up and experience things. We just get very little of that. You have him on the football field. You have him get discovered as a, as a, as a baby. It's a baby, yeah. And then you get him on the football field, like in high school, as he's sort of getting to know his powers and, you know, he's getting frustrated. I think a lot of it's just, a little of that. just you have, you know, in theory, the audience would have some familiarity with Superman. It's true, Superman. and like, I do, but I just, my memory back to it is, yeah. is we had more of him being Superman. Not just him in the cape, but him being, but Clark Kent and Superman. Christopher Reeve. Yes, Christopher Reeve. Right. And Christopher Reeve is so good. He's so good. I want, a, I, I just want more of him. But you get more. I mean, you get three of the movies. We'll see if we get to him. I'd like to. I'd. Uh, I hope we do. Uh, yeah, I'd like Mar- to. I have very strong feelings about all of them. Uh, yeah. Margot Kidder is very good. She's in this. very good, and she's not conventionally pretty. I got no. like I. I never thought she's a pretty look, a pretty woman. I think she's pretty, but not conventionally. Yeah, yeah. she's has a, you know she's Canadian. Uh, nothing that matters, but like she, she didn't have like your Hollywood bombshell California surfer girl look. No, but she's really like. Uh, she's like really, very charismatic, and she's very confident, which is yes, nice. yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I like how she's very honest. She is. She's incredibly honest in this in this role. Like she kind of just says it how it is, um, which is fun because there's no like games, there's no bullshit. Yeah. Because you know, think about it, like the Superman Clark Kent is a big enough game. Like we don't need any other bullshit. Like <laughs> no, there's enough don't. drama right there. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and and she, so she's really. Fun. I think um, you know uh, 
Perry White is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Jackie. Uh, oh my god. Jackie Cooper. Jackie Cooper, who used to be uh, in uh, Little Rascals. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. Mark McCor is Jimmy Olsen. Mark McCor, of course, is in Back to the Future, so he's in two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the Common Thread. That's right. Uh, Ned Beatty's good. I mean, Valerie Perrine is good. They're all good. They're all good. And then, of course, you have Gene Hackman. Uh, Gene Hackman's great. Yeah. I mean, Gene Hackman is the perfect villain. He is. He's the perfect Lex Luthor. Yep. He's super smart, and you buy it. Total asshole. Total asshole. Uh, has no problem. We see it later on in his career in Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, a perfect. Yes, exactly. He has no problem being an asshole nope. on screen. Some actors do. Some actors will have. They want to be liked. Right. Yeah. Most actors do. It's like part of what yeah. actors. I mean, you see Tom Cruise, right? Like, most actors want to be liked. Yep. It's really hard for them when they're not liked. But Gene Hackman has no problem being the heavy. We see it on Unforgiven. Guys, no problem being the heavy. Nope. And damn, is he good at it? He's very good like, at it. He should have been nominated for like should have like, gotten yes. He like, he's real. It's a comic movie, so you know how it is. Like God forbid you ever like you know treat those with respect. But uh, he he was amazing in this, and, and I think that's bullshit. Like uh, same thing. So this movie was nominated for three Academy Awards, yes. but they were all with like sound score and score. Which yeah, is, it's, it was sound design, score, and maybe effects. I think visual effects, right? Which I mean, that's, yeah. those are fine, right? It's fine, but. No, Gene Hackman should have Gene gotten Hackman, right. In nomination. my opinion, this should have been, I know I'm probably alone in this island, that's fine. It should have been a Best Picture nominee. This should have been a Best Director nominee. This should have been... Cinematography, yes. Cinematography. It's beautifully Gene done. Gene Hackman. Christopher Reeve, I don't know, do you, actor, supporting actor? I don't know, but he should have been something. Um, like, there's a lot going on here. Uh, oh, my God. So, how great is the, is the crime? The crime is fantastic. I have a problem with crime. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're telling me that Lex Luthor has enough money to buy 1,500 miles of uh, the United States of America, mm-hmm. but he's worried. <laughs> like he has that much money, and mm-hmm. he's worried about making a little bit more. Yeah, by knocking part of the country into the sea. That makes no sense. He's greedy. Yeah, he has billions to be able to do that already. To buy that much land, you have billions. That's a shit ton of property. That you own. It's worthless property. It's not worth much. It's desert. It's not just desert. I know that whole area. That's not just desert. Maybe he bought just the desert parts. Like, I'm I'm assuming he didn't buy, like, It would still be millions and millions. This guy has a lot of money. He bought the shittiest spots. It would still be millions of dollars. It's a great crime. It's awesome. It's such a good. It's such a good thing. It leads to a great. How action, is it a, a great action sequence at the end? Oh my! It's how fantastic! How can you get not give give the the script shit for this, but you give the the newest um or no bat or what is it? Uh, Superman, Superman returns. returns. Yeah, shit for the fucking like for creating new land. Well, that's stupid. And it is, that, but that land didn't have any value. But, but but they're basically creating new land again. Like that's what we're doing. No, here. but no, 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 no. They created uninhabitable. That remember that island? I mean, it was, it was, so, was really bad. Like, no one wants to live it there. Alien, it was like really alien everybody wants like, to do waterfront property. Yeah. No. On an iceberg? What the fuck is this? It was awful. Uh, no, that was stupid. That was very dumb. They, and that could have been easily been resolved. So you could have had the land be nice. It's just fake land. You can do whatever you want with it. I know. Why I do you make it so it, shitty? It should have made that's a fucking um, beautiful. No, this is this is desert land yes but it's a sandy beach if it's on the water so i think that works i think it's really cool i think it's a great idea it's really fun it's um and and it leads to a great a great uh action sequence that's fine the action sequences are good the hoover name he builds back the san andreas fault that that is that's good awesome that's pretty that's cool really cool yeah, and goes, you have the stuff with lois and jimmy there like at the hoover dam is cool. oh i know it does it breaks my heart when she dies like that's a tough it's one fucked up. that is really fucked up when they crush her there's a couple fucked up moments yeah there are so that fucked up moment the cop but, in the beginning 
Well, or the with uh, the cop that discovers Lex Luthor's lair and they push him into the train. Oh my god! That yes, that that's, is that's, the that's dark really shit. dark and violent. Or why does she let go when they're flying? Why does he allow that? Why does she allow that? I don't just get that. Call in the moment. That, that's only when they're like their fingertips. And no, then, she was doing that because she's like, oh, I wonder if I can fly. Well, no, you just yes. no, 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 no. That means no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll stand up for that. that really? Yeah, yeah. So they, she was trying to get as close as possible to feel like flying, and he was letting her. And then she and it just finger fingertips can slip. They she just wanted to get the closest possible. I mean, it was fine. He could go get her. It wasn't a big deal. No, uh, well, it was a big. It's very frightening. I mean, she probably. I'm sure, but like he, she probably considered the fact that she could die. Right? I don't there. think so. I think she just. I mean, she already. Oh, by the way, we never talked about the amazing sequence. Uh, the helicopter. Oh, the helicopter. That that is a, that is a great sequence. Unbelievable introduction to Superman. Great. Unbelievable. Sequence. Yes. I mean, you know. Uh, you've got me. Who's got you? I mean, that is great. Right. That's I mean, a great line. That is, you know. And then he's got, and then the helicopter falls, and he gets out. And then you have the great thing where you kind of a like day in the life of Superman, where he goes and he stops. To do, it's so great. You have this, you know, the the, the boat, cat burglar the guy, cat burglar, the boat, the boat. Yeah. And then, do you have the sequence where he saves the cat from the tree? Yes, he goes in right. And then the little girl goes in the house, and. Uh, she, okay, that's fucked up too. Up. That is so fucked Superman, up. In case you haven't seen, the Superman saves a cat in a tree. This is like, this is just, it, yeah, there's this little girl. She's sitting in front of the tree looking at her cats in the tree. He goes and grabs her. He's like, grabs I got it. And I got gives it. A, gives a cat back to the little girl. Says, All right, have a, have a nice night. And the little girl goes inside and tells her mom, mom, a flying man came and got the cat out from the tree. And the mother goes, stop always telling lies. And slaps her. Slaps her. It is fucked up. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Like, I'm like, yes, shocking. But it's like dark humor, though. It's funny. That is not funny. That it's, is. It's a little funny. It's fucked up. <laughs> Every time it happens, I laugh. I do not laugh. I, in fact, I remembered it was going to happen. I'm like, oh my god, she's about to hit this her so child. Awkward. This is yeah, fucked funny. up. Oh, I like that. Yeah, uh, but the no, that is it's good with the Santa, right. She uh, she dies, and he, you know the my problem whole, that I have is okay, after. Okay, Which I, I this is the one area I have a side issue. I hope it's the same thing. I hope that we can agree. Okay, on something. What's your issue with it? The flying around the circle backwards. I mean, the the glow backwards to to turn back time. I don't mind that. I mean, whatever. We don't know if that can work or doesn't work. We don't. It, well, oh, no, no, no. We know it doesn't work because if you stop the earth from turning, mm-hmm. we all fly off the earth. The only reason why we have gravity is because. Backwards. No, but he, but it has to stop and go reverse first. Humans are flying off of the earth. But what if it goes backwards? They're getting sucked back in. No, you're no, no. We're going back in time. We don't know. You know, they don't know. Or, well, that's uh, the guys can't. People can't fly. No, either, no, 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 that's, no, that's 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 no, not. That's not. That's no, that's not. I knew you would I, because because you get you you're not no, under the plot. No, the, all right. Nope. You all right. you give me shit about this too. You get you get deep into the science of it. I'm not. There's, there's no science. You got a guy flying has, around that gets that gets sick if he sees a green rock. Oh, so I so I can accept everything that's fucked up then. No, everything. No, I'll, let me give an example of what a real issue with that is. Okay. Okay. So if Superman can just turn back time and save everybody, then why do we have three more Superman movies? Because now there's no real drama. Yep. Because in theory, he could just turn back time anytime he wants to. This whole thing it. is a problem. That's a problem. The other issue is he shows up when she's at the gas station. So yeah. okay. So Lois dies. He go. He. Re- rotates the earth behind going right. backwards goes back time he meets her at the gas station right, right before she's about to keep driving yes. and then go into the fault right um where is he though the, the du- other- there's a double superman there is until time catches up to it yeah but that's fucked up and now we're talking paradoxes which is which is both boring and pointless because we don't know what would happen with time and there's always paradoxes with time travel movies exactly but they just but now we're talking I mean, yes but, but in theory at that point in time there's two superman one superman is running around saving the world and olsen should be nowhere he he walks up right there he should be nowhere near them at that time 
He saves her. He, Superman saves him from the Hoover Dam. He'd be miles and miles and miles and miles yeah, away. I don't get the old thing. I'll give you that. There's also there's a lot I'll of time issues too, like the how long it takes from a missile for you know the, the both missiles to hit oh, both coasts. God, all sorts of crazy we bullshit. Don't know, we don't know about that. The missile thing. I'm fine with that. I, I, <laughs> we don't I have know about time travel. It's like, are you can't have him do that? I understand why he is. The point is like, I'm going to listen to my Earth dad, yep. not my Krypton dad. Right. I am now an Earthling. I get it. Yes, I get it. It's like also like. Some immigration stuff with this movie, like uh, coming to a new home, uh, assimilating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like just, I mean, a little bit, minor, yeah. but it's like, all right, I'm now in this world. I'm right. Not, uh, the, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of, you know, obviously the, thing, the biggest thing here is like the Christ element, you yes, know, which of is, course. that's yeah. probably the, the biggest motif of this film. Of course. Um, but, but there's a problem with that struggle too of, of Earth Dad, you know, and Krypton Dad. Cause Krypton Dad says, don't mess with their history. Jorel. Jorel does. Don't like, you right. can't change human history. Right. But just by him being there and saving people, he's doing that. He's already mm-hmm. yes, he's already. Jarrell was not saying don't turn the Earth backwards and go back in time. He was saying yeah, that. He was not he's saying not that. He's history if he's in the present. He was not saying that. He was saying that. No, he wasn't what saying, he was saying don't, don't turn. Don't. That's not what he was saying. He was, he was saying, saying don't fuck with things while you're there. No, no, no. That's what no, he was no. saying. He was not no, saying because he wasn't no, literally he saying don't go back in time. There's a scene maybe you aren't able to see. There's proof in this. I don't know if this is in, in your scene or in your movie or not. Um, uh, Christopher Reeve goes and has his final discussion with the Marlon Brando. Christopher, yes. Uh, yeah, in at the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah. yeah. It's the last time we see Christopher Reeve in Fortress of Solitude in this movie. Um, and he says, oh, Marlon Brando goes, oh, okay, so people do know who you are. So be it. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. I don't think I saw that part. It's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, it's like an extra... On a couple, he was not talking about time travel when he said to his son, "Don't, he don't is. fuck with it." No, because he said to he said it to him as a baby too when he was sending when when he's a baby in the craft coming to uh, coming to saying. Earth. He's saying it in there. He's not. But he saying, would say, "Don't." No, he's just saying, stay hidden. I hide yourself away, or don't don't alter. Don't yeah, don't fuck alter with the, humanity. Right? He wouldn't say, "Don't change the course of time." But he doesn't say time. He said something. He says human the history, history of human right. right. Yeah, he's not saying history. The t- history. It's, he's in the present. He's not saying time. He is saying no. time. He's saying history. It's he would have said that's not what's happening. He that's, would that's have a, said, "Don't time travel." You know, this is bullshit. That's bullshit. Your complaints are so. This is a great fucking movie. Oh, it's, it's easy for you to say that because your heart's there. I get it's it. Not, I get. There. I get. I get that uh, that you want to just discount everything I say by I by calling it bullshit because you say stupid shit. That's not bullshit. Oh, right. No, why we'll, we'll let the people. The people will. They will side with me. They will side. That's not what he's saying. He's not saying don't go back in time. He doesn't know his son can turn the fucking... Can, yes, he does! No way! He's a great scientist. He knows the planet's gonna fucking explode. Of Dude, course he does. He does not know. He does know. No, because no self-respecting... He knows everything no else. No self-respecting scientist would think you could turn the Earth the opposite oh, direction and think you could go back in time. That's bullshit! Matt's complaints with... Okay, Matt's complaints with Superman, the movie, which is one of the greatest films ever, is that they didn't get the science quite right. No, my complaint is that the fucking beginning is an hour. Before we get it's to awesome. we get to Christopher Reeve, you just said you love all the Krypton stuff. That's a good chunk of it. Fine, could be a half an hour. Doesn't have to be a full fucking hour before we see Reeve. Reeve is Reeve is maybe the best part of this movie. I could take fucking nine Wait. hours, a five hundred fifty page Wait. version is of Reeve, Ford. Is Reeve the best part of this movie? Mm. He is. It might be the ha- best. It might be Hackman. Hackman's great, but Reeve is Reeve is the best part yeah, of this movie. Uh, he is. Uh, He's so uh, good as because once again he's playing two roles. Oh no no no! I get. I it. mean, think of that. Yeah, no, it's fair. Yeah, he is a great but actor. Part of the reason, it's, that's why it's it's such a great, I love it because it's not all, if it was all Reeve, which we kind of fall into a little bit in the sequels, a little too much. Too and much Reeve. it's Christopher Reeve, it's just that character is only so much, eh, that's true. Stretch out. Having it be this great epic story, which is by the way, this is maybe the greatest epic ever, that like, to, 
you feel like you're on an epic. It you a, are. It is epic. This yeah. is a wild yeah. it's story. Because, yep. you know, it's, yeah, it's huge so encompassing. Yeah, right. Um, you know, so we're on two different fucking planets. It's yeah, exactly. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, the, the buildup is great. So when you do finally see him, it is, it's, it, it, and he's so good in it, thank God. He it is. pays off. If he was a horrible, I guess originally they had casted John, uh, John Wayne's kid. Yeah. But uh, John Wayne had stomach cancer, yeah. so he, he signed off it. I, I don't Imagine know. Imagine if it was a bad. I'm not saying I don't know if he would have been or not. I know nothing about John Wayne. I'm not a big John Wayne guy. Imagine if it was a bad Superman. You have an hour long payoff. No, and it's it, a dud. It would be horrid. Oh my god, this would have tanked bad. Yeah, no, it, it hinges on him. That, you know, it really does. So the degree of difficulty is high, and you know, he he has to nail it, or the, or the movie tanks. Let's talk about some of the greatest movies we've covered on this show. Okay, okay, this wouldn't be one of them, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> the people are going to be on my side with this. I'm sorry. I, I know you love this movie. I, I get it. Give I get it. Fuck. I, I, I wish I could hug you because I would hug you about this. I understand your heart's there. I'm, I'm, I'm all set. But, I'm but, but your mind, your, your mind is clouded. Good Will Hunting. Pulp Fiction. Yep. Road of Perdition. Many great ones. Jackie Brown. <sighs> yes. Ghostbusters. That's a great one. My new number five is Superman the movie. See you later, Ghostbusters. Your number five? Yep. Uh, that is a horrible take. And when you tweet that out, people are going to... I'm going to tweet out my top... I have my letterbox now. It's going to be my people top eight. are going to... So my new top five is this. Destroy you. Goodwill Hunting, Pulp Fiction, Road Prediction, Jackie Brown, and Superman the movie. You are going to get lit up for this take. Care. I know you don't care. They are It's because your heart... Wrong. No. Superman the movie is awesome. No, your heart is clouding your head. And I get it. I get it. There's some listen things that, that score. It's a great Just score. Listen to it. Dude, listen to there's it so much, there's so much really great about this movie. There's so much really great that it, if they, the direction's great, the oh, cinematography is so great. great a lot of great acting. The problem is the script. I think this is the, this is the issue was it was so bloated and it, it went through several rewrites and it cut it, down, it really cut down, cut down, cut down. It really didn't though. I'm, no, I'm, it, it went the, to at least two. It really didn't. They had to call. Do you know how hard that is going from 550 but fucking pages all the way down to something say, like 200? They really threw out that script. Yeah. This is re- really honestly didn't have any rewrites, but then it was Don or Mankiewicz who's who neither one by the way are credited as a screenwriter no, uh, he really wrote this yeah it re- the, the other script was such a mess and then the the, the, the jokey one was such a train wreck yeah they threw it out now you could say they because of the part one and part two conflicts like what are we doing how are we doing this yeah they did some stuff on this on the quick like when you never want to see a script get written when a movie's in production no which, which sounds obvious but you'd be surprised how much how many times it happens yeah um they didn't know what they were doing yet with that so it does it does but they a lot of those issues are resolved in superman 2 which you know we have to only yeah you get we can only take this right of course right. yeah and and i think this movie stands alone some people it like stands Super, alone some people like superman 2 but the one i don't it stands alone I like to a lot you do not have the resolution of why did they put these people in prison like I'm Zod okay with it. it's, it's, and i'm fine so with it too early. i'm fine with it too that's it, the way like you know we it talk just kind of talks about justice we talk about like marvel like how marvel so many marvel movies are like it's all about the next it's never yeah. the one you're in yep. this felt like a little bit of like a win. like iron man had that uh, at the end credits you have like uh nick fury yeah at the very end be like hey i want to talk to you about it. and you have kind of the clark gray character uh agent colson whatever yeah he's like kind of he's popping in yeah but like it, can, it stands alone. That's it stands it's alone, fine. and that's why it's so good, right. too. You know, and this stands alone. This has a little bit of like a little Easter egg, if you will, that beginning one, and then that's it. But I'm okay with that. If it, if there was no Superman two, it would be fine. Right, it would have worked just right. fine. Like, oh, it's just an I didn't feel like we had open loops. It was fine. I didn't either. Yeah, I think and I think that was the right choice by Donner because I think the initial plan was to have it have some open loops, which I think is not great filmmaking. Um, this movie does everything right. Uh, 
I, number I, five, though, huh? Number five. Ooh. This is my. I think it's my twelfth. I think you should sleep on it. I oh, know. I thought about it. Already. No, I no. I, I have. I, I. So this is my. I'm sorry. This is my fourteenth favorite movie ever. I'm gonna go through the list real quick for you. Godfather, Goodfellas, Shawshank, It's a Wonderful Life, The Shining at five, Goodwill Hunting, Pulp Fiction, Jaws at eight, nine is Castaway, ten is Road to Perdition. 11, Jackie Brown, 12, Science of the Lambs, 13, Back to the Future, and coming in at 14, Superman, the movie. What's 15? Your favorite, Field of Dreams. Oh, my God. That's your 15th yes. best movie ever. Ever? Ever, baby. That's yes. the worst take. That's that is a- such a shit film. Oh, that hurts me. But that's fine. That's, that's another heart movie for, uh, for Chris. All these dad movies, dude. I get it. I fucking get it. Yeah, I get yeah, it. It's one well, Superman dad movie. Uh, totally. And so is Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And I get it. Road to Perdition is too. Yes, it is. Um, I'm looking at the rest of these. Good Will Hunting kind of is. Oh, totally is. Godfather. Mm, it's, it's, it's family, family. but yeah, it's, it's different. It's not like Son Father. A lot of these are Son Fathers. It's I get it. Shining. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, I'm, I'm a son. You That's know? right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, you are. You know, I guess it is. I think, you know, it, look, uh, for good or for bad. Um, probably for bad. Most directors, most screenwriters in Hollywood uh, for the last 120 years have been males. It's true. They're all fa- they're all sons. Yeah. Most of them are fathers. So they're going to write those kind of things. I mean, if you actually go through any list, any top 100 list, you're going to see a lot of that because it's something that's universal. Um, that doesn't matter with money or with anything. Now you might now because of money, you might have a different relationship with your father yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But you still have some sort of relationship, you whether do. it's there or not. Even even an absence of relationship is still a relationship. Oh, it affects you. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. So I think that. Like we said in Good Will Hunting, you know, like, you yeah. know, like, so, you know, there are, right. I think, oh, no, there's definitely like, I, you know, absolutely. Like, I, you know, I, um, parents play a huge role. And then, you know, my dad dies at 15. Now, I love this movie when my dad was healthy. So there's nothing, I don't think it has anything no, with no, that. I don't no. think, but maybe some of it is, you know, tied to things. I mean, all that, everything in our life, that, that's why I love movies so much too, is everything in our life affects how we look at arts, yep. whether it be a movie or a song, or for me, in movies because movies tell a story and a lot of those stories are connected so right so a lot of those things i'm going to find familiar with now a woman's going to have i imagine an entirely different top 15 than me and that's t- makes total sense she's probably not going to have all of those father-son movies you know probably not. Uh, maybe some women do but some, i'm guessing a lot of women wouldn't women wouldn't and that and that makes sense and that's why yeah i guess why i like i like trying to read lists from different people but yeah i'm sure if you listen to the show for 100 episodes now my list is not very surprising i'm sure you i mean i'm a little that, surprised that superman's that high I, yeah, I mean, oh, look, I, I'm going to be honest here and say a lot of the movie has to do with the, when it came out, right? Like 1978, yeah. right? So I'm born in 79. So it's on cable. Matt will test uh, Superman 1 and 2 and 3, the Richard Pryor one, are on cable basically every single day yeah. for our entire childhood. Yep. For the first 10 years of our life. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. Was, was there always on, Christopher Reeve on HBO? Like, I'm yep. like, God, you could not, you could not put on HBO Nazi Christopher Reeve for like yeah, 10 years. On all the time. Um, And it's, just wildly well done. I love, I'm a big behind the scenes movie nerd. There's so much here in this movie. Um, every time I watch it, I see something. I love the sets. I love old New York. I was born in New York. I left New York in 1989. This movie has kind of the gritty New York that I kind of missed. Sure. I know obviously it's shot in 1977, 78. Uh, but, but that's was, not that far off. But I mean, sure. There's parts of the, you know, I was born in 79. I lived in the city till I, till 82. So I'm sure there's parts of that in my DNA somewhere that re- reminds me of this city. Yeah. Plus my dad, you know, I was with my dad, I work a ton in the eighties. There's just, Oh, it's one of those things that like we talk about with frequencies. Like one of those movies that just has everything for me, for me 
in it. Yeah. So it really resonates. I love superheroes like the dc ones i must i probably bought a thousand superman comics Mm. the death of superman is a fantastic uh collection of comics it's graphic novel form now uh it's a great story i i i I love batman the most i'm a dc guy but i love batman the most but superman's my number two you know him and you know uh, the robin the you know dick grace and robin is fantastic like those are my favorite heroes i've read so much about them i love them so you know there's so much about this that really resonates with me so i i can under b minuses that's criminal that's that's the bullshit horrible take <laughs> by you. but if someone's like hey chris this isn't my one of my top like if, i didn't expect you this to be in the top five uh you know i didn't yeah um and i'm sure people will disagree with that take and that's perfectly okay they are wrong. I am right. Uh, no, but that, that's fine. Um, but uh, this movie, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to come on here and be like, oh, of course my, not. My number one favorite is Citizen Kane. I wonder who's custom like, like, no, no, no. You got to be true for right. what, how you feel. And Absolutely. This is, my, this is a, yep. a movie. I like, I got so many chills watching this again. I just watched this movie a fucking year ago with Laura. <laughs> I watched it a year ago before that. Like I watched it all the time. Um, I don't rewatch movies a ton. This is one. It's, I have a regular rewatch. I watch it every year. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it so much. I love the colors. I love the sound. I love how it looks. I love, I love the actors' faces. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure yeah. a lot of it is a childhood thing sure. too. You know, um, this hits all. It's hit all that park. This is an A plus movie, a hundred out of a hundred. The greatest comic book movie ever. Superman, 1978. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Me too. Anything else you want to say? I hope we do cover the other Superman ones because I do want to get into this all. When is stuff. two? Two is 80? 80, 80, 80, 80, I think. I think like, all right, so we'll 80, get there. We'll, we'll, right, and then the other ones are, are clearly in my lifetime. Yeah. But 80, Superman 2 isn't my lifetime. Yeah. We, we will... Um, all right, that'll be good to get to. Oh, there's so much drama. Because now I forget, they all sort of blend... No, the first two blend together for me. They do, and then, yeah, but the behind-the-scenes stuff is wild. Yeah. The, the behind-the-scenes stuff Four is, is like crazy. a clear... That, Four I understand, is a, uh, like, a mess. And it's a clear Three differential. Three is bizarre and weird and doesn't yeah. work. Like, they are... But it is... They, there's really fun movies to talk about. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff, and the Salkins are behind all of it. And I wouldn't even mind hitting Supergirl, which the Salkins also produced. Um, did that become a? Oh yeah, it did become a, a real movie. movie. Faye Dunaway. That's in it. right. Um, uh, the the woman from uh, Billy G. Uh, Bill. Wait, what was the ballad of it? What was the fucking? We are young. Aww, I know that the, the woman. Helen she Slater. Was, yes, Helen right, Slater's right. in it for Supergirl, but of course right, right. Faye Dunaway's in it. Um, Peter O'Toole's in it. <laughs> um, Mark Bacor. Yeah, our common thread here. Yeah. Uh, but it's a Salkin production. Um, but I'd be happy to talk about the Salkin Denny take because I have very strong feelings. But it, as of this moment, 1978, they're still good people. This is a perfect song. I think I pulled a leg muscle. Talk about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You did get really excited. <laughs> I, I, I pulled the wire and I almost broke the sound. Yeah, there was, a, I was yeah. an accident. That's fine. I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> Make sure you're still plugged in. They got Superman. Uh, yeah, this is a perfect song. This is, is a perfect saying? song. Yes, that's, that's a horrible take. No, it's not a horrible take. You have to be okay be with genres. You have to be okay with the genre. If you're not okay with the genre, you're not going to like the song. But unlike you. I can like <laughs> I can like music in every genre as long as it's excellent so music. Worldly. <laughs> oh, oh, to be you, Matt Carano. Oh, um, listen to you all worldly liking your superhero movies. Okay, man. Okay, man. Okay. 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 Okay.
This is so well written song and loved. You wear New Balance and you're really boring. Yeah, if you don't like, this is a very weird song to be on the Hot 100. Absolutely. Like, yeah. they're older hits, like My Old School yeah. or um, you know, Real in the Years. Ricky is a good yeah. one. Uh, dirty Work, I love to. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. That's one of their first That's ones. Actually, Different singer. That might be my favorite. It's a beautiful That's song. That's probably my favorite Steely Dan uh, song is that one. The, um, this actually, we'll say this about it. It's a song I haven't heard a ton. Is this in Boogie Nights? Uh, they might have put it in. It's possible. I don't I, remember. I don't have a relationship with the song. Like, it's not on classic rock all the time. No, it's not, not the stations I listen to. It's not Asia. Is or have listened to Asia's. So the album Asia is kind of an avant-garde um record. It was their highest selling record be, just because it's so um revolutionary that it's. The recording is amazing. The musicianship is amazing. The writing is amazing. But it's very different than what normally would sell on pop on pop stations. And even some of these songs, like Peg, Peg was played at the time, but like Deacon Blues and some of the other ones that are really long and yeah. very strange. Yeah, I was listening to the, the album. Um, it's not something you would normally, but they, they did play it. And uh, this, you know, this went multi-platinum. I mean, it was a big album. But this isn't, this wasn't, like, this wasn't a huge, a huge hit. So for the year, it hit number 11. Um, okay, so the album Asia hit number three on the top. Not for the year. Top 200. For the year, it was in the 20s. All right, yeah, 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 that's fair. Uh, and yeah. One, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, yeah, right, exactly. But a hot 100 hit 11. Um, album sold really well. I had to, like, I had to cover it's this. Fun, no, this and, like, and we had carte blanche. We could yeah, pick any three. I had to. Pick. I picked, this was my favorite. The other two I picked more for, we did, I would do an Animal House and Me Greece. too. Those are not movies I have a huge connection to, but I figured those are the biggest movies. Exactly. I Superman picked, was my Yes. Pick. That, that's how I felt about Peg. Yeah. We got Staying Alive and we got, you know, um, you're the one that I want. Those two, I'm not as connected to, but this song I had to cover because it's so different. And like, th- this is not, it, I guess it's not in Boogie Nights. It sounds like it should be in a scene. It though. is. It's very like that because it's yacht rocky. It's like, it's definitely very LA at that time. I like some yacht rock. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this song. Um, Maybe it would just have to grow on you. There's the I don't writing. Like, is, I don't like jazz fusion. I mean, that's it. I mean, you talk about the genre thing. It's, it's not. It's true. I just don't like. So it. the thing is with the song, it's not quite jazz fusion. It is a one four five song. It is Baba O'Reilly. What? It's with with slight differences. What is that little do 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 do? That is so Boop, fucking boo, annoying. Do, do, do. Oh, awful. It's actually it's an electronic wind instrument. It's a really cool thing. So it sounds like a soprano sax, but it's not. It's an electronic instrument. It's really cool. Okay, um, I didn't know that. I, I, I was wondering what it was. It's so peppy. The song is so perky. That Ugh. is perfect for the song. Like, listen to the drums. The drums are so fucking perky. It's like it here. It's like, can you just see someone strutting down the fucking road with it? You have to have that boop boo doo You have to have that there. It's so perky. Yeah, it's just just not for me. It's not. It's not. It's not terrible. We, we've covered way worse songs. This is the. Um, this is the most appropriate guitar solo that's ever been played in the history of guitar solos. Uh, so Steely Dan is like a is it's two people. It's Fagan and, and Becker. Right. And they, if you look, usually I give bands and producers and and records a lot of shit if they have a lot of people on their album. This has forty musicians on it. But the difference is you've yeah. got two excellent writers who are excellent at their craft and they have such a vision that they need it to be played by excellent people. Right. They can't yeah. play all the other instruments. I mean, I'll, I'll give them pass here too because it's not like, just to clear it up, it's not like they had like all these like songs. It's not like a, a pop singer's album where they no. had to bring in people to like save the day. Like they were choosing, I want John Smith because he's the best xylophone player in the world. Yes. 
for this song, but I might choose Bob Scott because he's a better xylophone player for this, for this other song. song. Right. right. So, I mean, these guys are, as much as I'm not, I don't like Steely Dan. As much as I don't like, I don't hate them. I don't, I'm not, just don't like them. They are craftsmen. They are absolute. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got it. You got to give phenomenal. them Phenomenal. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they. Like in the Kanye episode we did, I, I, I made the comparison between the two. It's like perfectionists. Yeah. Right. Um, who just understands writing? You want and you, like, you, you know you don't want a studio manufacturing the sound. Like someone's heart isn't in it. Like these guys love this so much they stop touring and just to do this. That's it. Yeah, like, they did. That's yeah. That's it, commitment. It's pretty badass because you're, you're giving up a lot of money. So oh yeah, I mean to stop touring. Like the, I know the Beatles did it for the same. You know, but the Beatles had more money than Steely Dan did. Like you know, to, for them to stop touring is a huge sacrifice. It is. Like that's like, as much as I'm not a huge Steely Dan fan. I have to give them. The, they are artists. Yeah. Absolutely. Most appropriate guitar solo. One of my favorite guitar solos ever. So they had um, seven guitar players come in and play the solo for this thing, and no one got it right. And like the stark differences between what actually ended up on the record and what the other options were. Are there, it's so, it is so, the gap is so big. The other guitarists weren't hearing the same song. They weren't hearing the same tonality. Listen to what this sounds like. This is one of them. The, people didn't know what to do with it. The guitarist didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Here's another one. Here's another one. They're not hearing the tonality. No, no. They're, say, they're playing this yeah. major solo because because the chords are are they're so the chords are are it's one four five it's a very common structure but they do something a little bit there's a twist on it that makes it makes it makes the tonality weird is this major is this minor is this happy is this sad what the fuck is it and then the real one um is just so good hawaiian Bebop. It's just so appropriate. So much better. Do you it's see the difference? Annoying oh my god. This music. That is it's, not. It's just like you hear in a doctor's office. Oh, just, that does not sound like doctor's uh, office to me. This is a sarcastic song. It's got humor. It's, it's biting. It's nasty. It's perky. It's saying fuck you to this chick. It's awesome this song fucking rules it's not terrible oh my it's, god it's fine everything is so appropriate the bass playing is amazing the fucking the drums are so perky they do this thing it's like this um this shuffle where he plays the hi-hat that's on the offbeat and he does this little thing where he opens up the hi-hat just a little bit to give it a little bit more ring just on a couple of them here and there. It's like fucking madness genius. Like the specificity to do that is crazy. And it's not like now where you can manipulate that. You can make that happen electronically. You can you can just do I can make that easy now. Sure. But but some guy without a click track um to be able to like perform that in time perfectly is off the charts hard. And the other thing too is the recording capabilities of the seventies. Most people would, would mix, would, would mic and mix his kit so that you wouldn't hear that little nuance. But Steely Dan are smart enough. Becker and Fager are smart enough to be able to mic that. They, they heard him play it and they're like, oh, holy shit. We need, we need to hear that nuance. It is 
fucking perfect. It makes the song, it makes it so perky. So they mic'd it the right way, and then they mix it the right way so you can hear it. This is It's fucking perfection the whole way through. Before we go any further, though, we have to talk about the podcast. Let's do that. Is this entertainment? This is a podcast. These guys are a lot of fun. Um, and uh, they're a pop culture podcast, just like us. Uh, you have Jacob and Ben, two guys, talking about pop culture. Uh, they are two self-described hermits. Uh, they play music together. They have episodes about the music they're listening to. And I think the thing for our audience, especially is the TV shows and music, um, because they cover some stuff we don't cover because they're going to do more modern stuff than us. Oh, yeah. So they're covering things like The Mandalorian. Uh, they're reviewing episodes of WandaVision. I mean, those are things we're just nice. never going to cover just because the nature of our show. I mean, maybe um, five years from now. Even then, it's like TV. It's oh, hard. It's TV, right. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe. Like, this is tough. Yeah. Like, we're not going to probably give it its proper due. Um, so if you have, it's like, hey, man, I love, I love Quantum Girl. I like Quantum Girl. I tolerate Quantum Week. <laughs> uh, but I, but I just want, I, I want to have some, uh, Mandalorian talk, some WandaVision talk. Uh, I can't recommend enough. Is this entertaining? Uh, the guys are Jacob and Ben. They also have a YouTube component. You can, oh, they do. You can, you can search for that. Um, uh, they, 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 they have fun with it. Like, uh, you know, they're like, is this entertaining? That's kind of, that's the name of their show. But like, they're like, they're not sure, but they have fun doing it. They, it is entertaining. I'll, I'll, I'll come out and say it. it's a good show. I am not a Mandalorian, uh, or WandaVision fan, but I found some other stuff that was more up my speed. Sure. Um, uh, but if you do, if you just like to have, but they cover a bunch of stuff. It's Kite Gus. They cover a bunch of stuff in one show. They don't, and it's a very loose format with them. Like they have fun. These guys like each other. And I like the idea of being able to, to talk about something that we've like, that's current that we're just watching now. Like that's a cool component that we just that don't, we don't have. have. We yeah. Don't have, we're yeah. all in the past. Um, so definitely check it out. You can also find them at is this entertainment.com. Um, you can find them anywhere, you know, you get us, you should be able to find them. It's Jacob and Ben are uh, the hosts. Uh, once again, is this entertainment? Uh, I can't say enough good things about them. Mandalorian. You like that? You like one division? Go check them out. Those are like the newest episodes you'll find right in their feed. Let's get back to, uh, Peg. Peg. That's the other thing. You've got Michael McDonald, more yacht rock singing these amazingly ridiculous close harmonies throughout here. Do you know, have you heard the fucking, the peg shit? Listen, listen to McDonald. <sighs> It's sick what he's doing. Now here's without the music. Those are hard. 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 That is, like, those harmonies are so close to each other. You've got notes so close. That is impossible to sing and to be in tune. That is really hard to do. And it's just fucking Michael McDonald. Are you all Michael McDonald? I love his voice. Yeah. yeah he has a perfect voice. I'm for sure this. he does. He's boring. He's not boring. He's taking it to. Oh my God. I, I, I get it. You need a big splash. You need like a, you need a, like a big Marvel movie with all I, these explosions. I don't hate Marvel movies. <laughs> you need all these explosions. No, 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 no. I, so you, I mean, I do like a lot of jazz too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a jazz aficionado. Like, a, I, yeah, I don't like jazz. That's, 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 uh, that's fine. Problem. That's the chorus. But here. it's not. This is different. This is this is different. It's a lot closer to pop than you would think. So this song, no, I don't disagree with that necessarily. I it's just when I music is tension and release from the dawn of Western music. It's been the pull between the one chord and the five chord. It's the the tonic and the dominant. And it's it's this. It's because you know. Do re mi fa sol la ti do that t t t. 
is in the five chord and it makes you want to go back to the one chord. You hear that. Do you hear that tension mm-hmm. and that release back to there? Sure. That's what all, that's all modern music is. What happened for hundreds of years, it was only that. And then later on, people got sick of it and were like, we need to add in the, a different chord because it's, we can't, can't just hear that forever. Like it fucking annoys us. So they added in um, a chord that has all the other notes in the scale that those two other chords didn't have. And it's the four chord. And that's modern music. That is one, the one chord, the four chord and the five chord is blues music. That's it. It's Bob O'Reilly. Teenage Wasteland, right? This song. And and if you just hear one, four, five over and over, you hear that chord progression, you get sick of it. Like, that's why I don't really like the who it's, it's only that all their songs are just that. I I, I can understand that with blues. Like I get annoyed with blues because it is that pattern always one chord to the four chord back to the one to the five and then you're done. Yeah. And so there's only so much that you can take. Like if there isn't, like there has to be something really compelling to make me want to listen to that music. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan's a good example. He plays blues, but he is such a talented guitar player and a, and a great singer and great writer that I, I tolerate that the structure is so simple. Mm. Stealing Dan is one of the most complicated bands that's that's ever like that's ever written any music, and this is a one one four five song, and it doesn't sound like it because they put in this little wrinkle that is just fucking genius. It's I see your picture. Your name and lots above it. But it's basically, it's, it's, all they do is this is one, four, five chord, but they, uh, progression, but they add in a, a chord in between each one of these chords. So instead of going, yeah, I see your picture, your name and lots above it. I sit your big debut. It sure looks good on you. And if you smile for the camera, I know I love you better. Instead of just going, they put in this little resolution thing where they I see your picture. See how they bounce from one chord to the other? Mm-hmm. They're using this concept called a cadence going from the four chord back to the one chord in every single uh in between every single one of those chords. And it just it adds enough difference and tension that you don't you don't even acknowledge that it's the standard fucking rock chord format. It you don't you don't even hear it. When when I listen to Peg, when I listen to Peg, I'm like uh, this isn't a one four, but, but I just I went through the structure. and I'm like, this is a fucking one four five. That's crazy, but you don't hear it because of the genius of their writing. So you have, which is why this song works for pop radio, because you have enough of that home feeling of that chord progression that we all know, with enough of a difference that it 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 gives you a little bit of the tension that you wouldn't just have in that chord progression. Does that sort of make sense? It does. It does. So that's why I love the song. Can you fix that jazz fusion <laughs> element too? That makes it sound so fucking like lame and and uh, well, it doesn't sound rock. lame. Lame. I mean, you have to be okay with the like the tone, like with the construct of what they're writing. And if you're not, if you're not okay with that construct, then you're not going to like the song. Would you rather live in a world without Bruce Hornsby or live in a world without Steely Dan? Oh, Bruce Hornsby can right, fucking so take a We can hike. agree. Yes, of course. All right, let's get rid of Bruce Hornsby. All right, I'll, I'll get this episode better. He's right? gone. Anyway, so, so that's Peg. I love Peg. This is will be a top five song for me. This is oh, an yeah, immaculate right. song. Sure. It is written this will so well. Not be a top five song for me. This is a. That's, I mean, you have Superman in your top five, so I get I it. I do. I give this song a uh, C. This is an A plus song. For average. Uh, one of the best ever made. Peg.
Kendrick? Peg. <laughs> it's a boring name, boring band. Two boring guys. Wait, you like the other songs? Oh, you like Mild School and Real really in the Years? You don't like any of those songs? Those uh, are great songs. I really don't like Steely Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty Work's probably their best. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, which I see is like kind of good. Like, it's as hard as it goes for me. I, I do appreciate their commitment to their craft. I like that they like, kind of like walked away. Um, yeah, they you know, split up, whatever. But like, yeah. you know, they kind of like. Well, they came back, but yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. right. But it like yeah. wasn't. But right, I like. Although it's kind of weird now that like Fagan like keeps well, one performing. Of it, Becker, and then, uh, Becker's dead, yeah. right? And but then the family sued Fagan. Did they? Yeah, I didn't see that. I he, saw them before. He's performing, and like, uh, he's like, uh, but he's like, hey, we signed a document like nineteen seventy two that said that <laughs> if one of us dies, we would go. Like, All right, dude, come on, like, just give the family. He should time. be able to play. Oh, he's not giving them their money. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. He's an old man, anyway. He's probably got a lot of money. I know, like, dude, like, just cut cut them out. Check. They weren't good when I saw. I saw them. Uh, Barbara oh, you saw and I saw. Yeah, Barbara and I saw them in maybe twenty fifteen or sixteen or something. And by then, it wasn't good. The picture of Becker on uh, Wikipedia is rough shit. Yeah, he was, was like near the end of his life, and he just looks yeah. like this kind of. I guess he died of cancer, but he just he, but he just looked like out of shape. He just looked. He was the problem is he was noodling like he was playing like little guitar lines over the entire song. Oh. It's like you know what what are you doing? Like no, he's singing now. Don't play fucking noodle yeah, stuff yeah. over it. It was so annoying, um, which is too bad because in their day, apparently yeah. they Where were. You see them? So legit. Uh, on the waterfront in Boston, I can't remember. Oh, you that. saw them here? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I can't remember the venue. but must have been excited to see them. Now. Harbor Lights, maybe? Is that what it's called in Boston? I think I so. Know. I'm terrible like with venue names, so they keep changing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. What are you, uh, were you super excited to see them? I really wanted to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it was right, that in right. Elvis Costello, too. Oh, but he I like, was. See, I like, now I like I Elvis like. Costello. He was shitty. Yeah. He was I, not I, good. You know, I've heard that. He would probably be better when he's younger, but they're yeah, all old now. I heard it's he like, lost his fastball. Yeah, I heard, hard it, to, I heard it was rough. It's yeah, hard to sing. I mean, bad. and Fagan, you know, he's not, he wasn't the original singer of Steely Dan. Um, they had the other guy sing uh, Dirty Work. I can't remember the guy's name, but but uh, it's a different singer. Because Didn't Michael Fagan, McDonald like sing for them too, right? He just, uh, Before, McDonald just, no. Did he do something else? He just too? sings uh, backups for them. I think they're he, all, they all liked each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Skunk Baxter was the original, was one of the original guitar players. He is a guitar player for the Doobie Brothers, and Michael McDonald was in the Doobie right, Brothers. Right, right, so right, right, there was right. all this there was some incestuous yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. was happening. But yeah. Fagan, the reason why he didn't sing on a lot of, um, some of the early stuff is because he didn't have a very strong voice. He doesn't. He has an he, odd voice. He's a Muppet have, voice. And that's another reason I'm not a huge fan. I get it. But I just, you know, once you, if you can accept the construct, then you can see all the d- marvelous detail, and it's beautiful. I cannot accept a bad voice in boring music, so I can It's not a bad voice. Sing in tune, and see. it's just an odd song. See. Wrong. Uh, All right. So uh, where were you? <laughs> well, I was born in September of 1978. Uh, and where were you born? Lawrence General Hospital. Um, you were born in Lawrence? Yep. Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yeah. My family was around North Andover. My mom and dad lived in Epping. I think at the time they had the ha- they had a house in Epping. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why I was born in Lawrence so, General. Yeah. I didn't, so you were born in Mass, but are you a New Hampshire native? <laughs> Not, not for long right? because then I moved to we were living they were all over the place kind yeah. of I think well, you said that like your early first yeah. life you kind of bouncing around a lot yeah right. until hooks it until hooks it was kind of the last yeah. last drop so do you consider yourself a Massachusetts native or New Hampshire native? Nah, I I mean I was I say I was I lived most of my life in New Hampshire I, I consider myself New Hampshireite not yeah I mean I say I was born in Massachusetts because I'm truthful like I'm not gonna right right you know right. but yeah. I don't cons- so you say you're born in Massachusetts I do I tell people I'm born That's in Massachusetts right. I, but I, I you but I consider yourself a New Hampshire right? or a Granite State totally yeah right. my family hall has, hall has the accent right. like I don't even have the accent mm. like they've got all the, the fucking mass accents they, they can't say there are and shit mm. but I do yeah because I live most of my life here so because I said I'm not gonna fucking sound like that well I did I did say, well I said a while you sound I mean you I hear your accent but it uh, comes out when you get animated because I get animated or when yeah. I drink or it's really drink, bad yeah. uh it also got worse when I moved back so I moved to New Hampshire when I was nine yeah 
and I got made fun of constantly. I said coffee and talk, coffee, and, and yeah. the kids made fun of me. And then I uh, I spent that whole summer watching Peter Jennings. Oh, and I just that'll I, do it. I started just uh, doing a Peter Jennings imitation, <laughs> and then I uh, just constructed my voice to sound more uh, as take away the accent as possible. Then, uh, so I think, uh, I mean, I always this guy, the, the weird squeak, or whatever, that, that's always, or whatever, you know, the, cra- the crazy voice I have has always been there, but, um, especially I said when I get animator, I'm, you know, if I'm excited about something. When I moved back to New Hampshire, when I moved back to New York, yeah. it got, and it has It came back again? Yeah, and I haven't. Because you'll, you'll say off. Off. Yeah. But that, that's only, usually only when you're animated, yeah. normally. Or if, I'm, if I've been drinking, it really comes I don't out. bust you on it, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's not a bust it's who I am. That's who I, you are. Like, now I came back, like, I don't, like, I didn't make anything to, I didn't, do anything to rectify oh you know what i mean like i didn't try to you still sound mostly new hampshire do mostly. I new hampshire yeah pretty yeah, yeah it's only a, a few things i didn't get a lot of new hampshire when i lived in new york you know like, what i mean like, like people people thought you sounded like you were from people new just york? like oh people just like oh i thought people would be used to peter jennings ish no, sound no, there. i mean new york you have so many different accents you have like, yeah. you know, that brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah. The queens and you know you have right. all the other stuff going on um but uh you know you kind of blend in i guess more people aren't people don't notice a Different voices. Right, 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 right. Well, uh, I don't think I have a New Hampshire accent. I think I, think I have so. a Peter Jennings accent. I have a, I have a, so. you have like a universal whatever that is. or whatever, yeah. national That's accent. Kind of, I think I did that on purpose when I was young. I think I tried yeah, I that. tried. I, I, I will say my voice back then was more neutral, but yeah. now it, it has changed. It has gone, but I'm, I'm fine with having a little accent. Well, my whole family has a fucking Boston accent, uh, yeah, except did. for my sister and I. She, she did the same thing. Where, yeah. yeah, she doesn't sound like that. But my, uh, my sister has a more neutral accent. Does she? Well, she, yeah, she was a lot younger than you. But, she, but my parent, my mom's side, all has a very same as you. Very yeah. like Boston a, a family, you know, that Massachusetts, oh. ka, pa, ka. all that stuff. So like, they all sound like that. So <laughs> my sister's, like, it's hard. hard. It's fucking hard to listen to. But, uh, yeah, just, it's like, <laughs> what? My, my, my Nana would say, not say mine. She'd say Mayan. Oh, I've heard that too. Yeah. Mayan. Mayan. That's, a, that's a, that's a culture. That's, that's not yours. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but I was, uh, I don't know, eight pounds, 10 ounces, 22 inches long. I was, I was a big kid and, um, 3 a.m. I was born. Oh. And, uh, there you go. I guess that's it. Pretty uneventful. I think so. Yeah. As far as you know. Yeah. I think so. Everything was fine. I'm here. Do you ever want to go back to 1978 and see just what the world was like? I imagine you don't dream about it. You always dream of the future. Yeah, yeah. so I want to go forward. Right. See, I, right. I'd love to go back and see what like because I loved like I follow some like retro um, like Twitter account stuff because sure. this is fun. Yeah, uh, and uh, Seven, like, like the seventy sports one. That's seventy one. sports one. There's also like a retro like, TV one or something. There's yeah, always, there's some really good ones. They'll play like old clips or they'll show old TV guide. Yep, I, uh, I think like, I follow the same one. Yeah, and like if I see something like seventy nine, I was like really like oh this is what was going on when I was born. I guess this is like you look at old pictures of like being in a stroll or whatever and like. It looks like something at a museum. Like I it was does. alive then. I know. Like the world has changed so much, you know, between technology and obviously, you know, things are going to change anyway. But like, just because of just the internet and everything else, and like, just it just looks like a, you know, I, I show like my my niece and nephew just to look at it. Like you might as well, it, might as well show nineteen twenty five. That's exactly right. It might, it might as well be the the right the fifties, the forties, something. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is kind of I was alive during that. And they're just like, what the fuck is yes, this? Right. You know, it's just it's bizarre and just you know. No, I would go. I would like to experience any time. I would like to go back and see that too. But uh, we don't. I mean, unless Superman comes and fucking twists us backwards. I wish we'll fall off into the fucking. I just want to go. Want to space. go back in time. Left alone. Uh, that's it. So what was um, happening? So there's two things in 1978 that I think of when people say 1978 there's two news stories that hit yeah. me immediately so I went with those two kind of obvious ones if you will okay. and I want to talk about so like, a little, like a little details in both so the first is the blizzard of 78 oh yes which huge if you're, if you're not from New England maybe you aren't aware of this uh, or as aware but in New England uh, the blizzard of 78 has almost like a um, 
like a legendary like folklore. Yeah, yeah, like like t- like tinge to it. Anyone who was kind of alive then like brags they were alive. Like it's it, and it, it was a big deal. It shut stuff down. Like they shut down all the highways. It, basically, it snowed for two straight days. It was like three two, feet of snow. Yeah, two, yeah. Which I mean, we get pretty big snowstorms, but like it just seems like people also weren't quite ready for it. Like they had like the bean pot. That's a thing they do at the garden um, where they have like Harvard and Yale and they have all these like hockey teams. Yeah. Playing together, right. Yeah, yeah. They do it every year. Like they had a bean pot game that night. So then everyone got stuck at the garden and you had people sleep there for days Jesus eating hot Christ. dogs, sleeping in the locker rooms. Like what? Because yeah, people weren't like equipped. They to, couldn't like, get home. They couldn't get home because the, uh, the governor had also shut down the, like the highways. But like if that had happened today, they just, they wouldn't have had those games exactly you but shut like, down the games but like they had a hard time like coordinating stuff and and this is also was a big enough blizzard where it hit new york it hit boston it hit all the major yeah metropolitan areas right, right. so you know it didn't just hit new hampshire it just hit you know boston it hit a lot of places um uh it's it started february 5th 1978 and ended february 7th um really hit connecticut rhode island and massachusetts were hit the hardest but even hit like philadelphia like yeah providence got 27 inches boston got 27 inches atlantic city got 20 so you see it hit like so, you know, it hit, it hit a, a good amount of, uh, of things there. I, I want to talk about this little boy named Goslin. Um, so this little boy is out the first day, February 5th of the storm. He's out playing with his friends in in a neighborhood like Snowbank. Mm. And then the kids lose track of him. His older brothers go home and the little Goslin boy is not home. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So like, is he stolen? Is he missing? What happened? No one knew where he was. What missing? The neighbors are out. Yeah, hundreds of people working with this kid. Jesus. In the in the middle of the Blizzard of 78. Right. They kept looking, 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 looking. Three weeks later, a mailman walks by the house. Two little feet. Three oh, feet from no. his porch. What happened was he went home and he was, they don't know if he was shoveling or if he was just playing on a snowbank at his house and, and he, he fell, fell in and suffocated. Oh, no. And he died three feet from his house. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't that fucked up? That is fucking terrible. Awful, right? Yeah. Pops a Gordon. What's that? Pops a Gordon. Pops a Gordon? Yeah, little popsicle. Popsicle kid. Pops, pops a uh, Goslin. Is his name. Pops a Goslin. Oh, that yeah. would have been better. Sorry. I'm sure his family would appreciate that joke. He probably would not. That's oh. terrible. Well, he's dead, so you won't. But No, no one will. Uh, yeah, isn't that fucked up? Ugh. I know. Yeah, what, I think I would, like, wouldn't you check around your house? Like, I would. I think I would think of that. Well, I think I'd be like... Wait a minute. I know he's just a little guy. I wonder though, was there so much snow they couldn't? Like, was like there must have just been mounds of snow. Ugh. Like, I'm just trying to like understand the scope of what happened. Like, I mean, there might, it, maybe it happened at the right time and plows were going by. And just and like, I'm not trying to minimize down. the storm. I say so, uh, like, I mean, so, like, because like, our, I mean, our parents. I don't know your parents. Like, my parents talked about it. Yeah, you know, and my parents had to live through a lot of snowstorm. My mom grew up in Massachusetts, so she grew up in a lot of snowstorm. My dad grew up in New York, so he yeah. saw some. Yeah, but like. That's the one they kept talking about. Yeah, 78 was the one. So it must have been bad. But we've had bad ones too, right? Since we've been, uh, actually in the early 2000s, we have, and even later on. I know one, bad, the bad year, one of the years in New York, it was probably I mean, 2013. Like you guys got slaughtered. Dumped. Yeah, like crazy. And it was, uh, that year was really, really tough. We had the restaurant, we lost power in Newmarket for, for like four days. Yeah. So I had a generator up with the, like the, the, um, the fridges so that all of our shit wouldn't go bad. Right. But like we didn't know where to put the snow because, and then it dumped it, it all, all that whole winter we got I mean, shit guys, like, like every I think like every, nine every feet week, of snow it was every crazy week you guys got hammered yeah it was it was crazy and then, um yeah i mean so i mean there are obviously bad storms and stuff but the people and people even to this day you talk to a baby boomer they'll still bring up us they uh, will yeah uh, the other thing i think about is the uh the 78 uh yankees 78 red sox mm. so the 78 red sox were a stacked team um you had uh they had went to the world series in 75 um they had uh 
that team in 75 was amazing. You had uh, the, um, the rookies, one and two in rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, Fred Lynn and, uh, and Jim Rice. And then Jim Fred Rice. Lynn also won MVP. Yeah. You had a young right fielder who's only 22, I believe, 23, named Dwight Gooden. Uh, yeah. Dwight, Dwight, Gooden. Dwight, Dwight Evans. <laughs> Dwight Evans. Uh, you have, you know, you had Rick Burleson, a young infielder. Like was you Pudge had, there? Pudge was there. Yeah. He's a little older. He, I think he won rookie there in 69. I could be wrong. Or no, he, I think he 70. He won. He, but he, yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah. But you had this young coach, and you also had guys like Carly Strensky, and they just went out and got oh, a right. young uh, starting pitcher who just won 20 games the Indians, Dennis Eckersley. Right. So you had, like, just a stacked team that um, looked really good. Now, the Yankees, meanwhile, are coming off quite a run themselves. In 76, they lost the World Series uh, to the Reds, the big red machine. In 77, they won. So they're coming off a, you know, a World Series win and two in a row they went to. Right. Uh, so this is going to be a powerhouse matchup. So by July, people were pretty surprised because the Red Sox were up by 14 games. Jesus. Um, over the, uh, the, the, the Red Sox had a 14 game lead. Uh, Yankees managers, Billy Martin. And that's kind of what I want to kind of focus on on here. Uh, so what happened was, uh, I think everyone probably knows, um, the Red Sox, uh, I don't want to say choked, but Yankees got really hot. Red Sox didn't play as well. Red Sox still won 99 games that year. I mean, that's a great that's year. That's a great year. Um, the Yankees uh, and Red Sox each won 99 games to end the season, and they uh, they played a one-game playoff, and that's the game where Bucky ended a home run, and yep. the Yankees uh, went on to uh, win the World Series. Uh, Red Sox probably were the second-best team that year. By the way, they're both in 77-78, the Yankees beat the Dodgers. Um, and that was the last time the Yankees would win a World Series until 1996. So uh, oh, they would go back in 80. Quite a drought. Yes, it was. Um, so, talk about Billy Martin. So, Billy Martin was the manager of... Uh, Billy Martin was a player on the Yankees uh, in the 50s with uh, Mickey Mandel's best friend. Uh, and then he ended up becoming manager of the Minnesota Twins, brought them to playoff, two playoff appearances, uh, went on to manage the Texas Rangers, almost got them to... A, they, he took them over. They were the, the worst team in baseball. Yeah. And then he they uh, he got them all the way to second place. Uh, they won 93 games, I believe, the year he was manager. Uh, and they were a, uh, a really... He, he basically would turn shittier lousy teams into almost instant winners uh and then he went to the yankees which is all you want to do is manage yankees he loved the yankees all you do all you want to do is yankees yeah so uh and uh he was hired in 76 when george steinbrenner bought the team yep uh and he was the manager in all of 76 all of 77 and then in seven you know he almost got fired a bunch of times him and reggie jackson got into a fist fight in 77 that's right and the dugout uh, caught on camera fucking reggie uh and uh in 78 he finally did get well he <laughs> He got fired. He was going to get fired. He uh, stepped down. He claimed due to illness, so he would continue to get paid. That's right. Uh, so he wasn't. He knew the, the, the TVs had said he was about to get fired the next day. So he's. Uh, so he takes his team to two World Series, wins one, right. and he fucking gets fired. Yes, that's bullshit. It is. It is. I know he had a hot temper. Oh, it's pretty mildly. So this is a guy that got into fist fights with people uh, yeah. with uh, media in hotel lobbies. This was the maybe the most difficult personality in baseball not because he was so terrible because he was also so lovable like, he couldn't help but love him <laughs> so like you want to like this guy but then he would it's like you having that really off. self-destructive best friend yeah and you're like i want this guy to do well but he just keeps thinking harder for himself and at some point the relationship can, can become like a toxic kind of thing you know having yeah. that friend that just keeps fucking it up uh, even though you want them to, to succeed and somebody like, i don't know if i can do that and that, that's what happened with the twins that's what happened with the rangers uh. and it happened with the yankees so so then he went on to manage the ace and he took this young pitching staff, uh, and uh, he <laughs> he ended up burning them out. Uh, they he had them throw like three hundred innings each. <laughs> he just like, and they went all the way to the ALCS. He took them over. They were in last play. They were a terrible team. But Ricky Henderson was a young player, yeah. on the team, and he had these starting pitchers and just ran into the ground. Um, which you kind of see both sides. Part I guess part of manager's job I guess is to protect the future of the 
the franchise, the I guess. But, but your contract's not like that. Yeah, and isn't your job to win every game? Your job is to win like every the game. The GM's job is to for the future, right? That's right. GM so should be the one. Billy's the like, my job is to win, so I'm going to do that. And then, you know, the pitchers that he burned out have a lot, still, I think, have some anger about how they were treated, which I understand. And, you know, there's a lot of weird stuff with that. But so, sure enough, of course, he ran the team to the ground. He got fired the next year because they were terrible because the pitchers all got hurt. Yeah. So, uh, Yankees then would bring him back. Yankees actually brought him back five times. He was manager. Jesus Christ. Um, they actually had brought him back a time before he went to the A's, too. Uh, he, they brought him back in 79, actually, the year after 78. They can't fire him. Um, uh, they fired him, and they would bring in Lou Pinella. Then they would kick Lou Pinella and the GM to the G- Lou Pinella was actually a GM in the 80s. They'd bring Billy back. Uh, George Sherman loved Billy like a kid and just couldn't yeah. say goodbye. And then the thing, too, is they'd bring Billy in and they'd win. And then, like, uh, Yogi Berra, who was an icon with the team, obviously, very sure. he was beloved. He was beloved of by more than Billy was. They got off to a 6-10 and 10 start. He fires Yogi Berra, <laughs> brings Billy back, but then they go on a run. They won 90. They just missed the playoffs. In fact, if Billy Martin had been the team the whole year. By one. Maybe. And I'm sure the fans loved him too because they didn't get to see all the nasty shit. They did, but they like, they looked past it. They like, or they, you know, it's, when well, it's they, not, but they're not going to see all that happening in your yes, house, right? Exactly. And it's just like, it's kind of like Billy's wild antics. Like, you know, they would, the, the media would call him Billy. Like, that's how famous he was. It wasn't yeah. even Billy Martin. They'd like, oh, Billy's at it again, or Billy wins again, or Billy Ball, whatever. And they knew who you're talking about. He was the most famous Billy in New York. Yeah. And, um, so there was talk they were going to bring him back a sixth time, six. Um, and the Yankees by this time were at their worst. This is like when Maddening had hurt his back. Mm. This is like 1990, 89. And uh, he got into a, I think it was Christmas Day, he got into a car, a drunk driving accident. Now, he had off the bar with a friend of his. No one knows who was driving. The friend claims it was Billy and then may have kind of taken that back. No one... The, Billy Martin's friend said there's no way Billy Martin would have let a friend drive home because he thought he could always drive, which kind of feeds into what Billy is true about Billy Martin. He thought he was invincible. This yeah. is just how he lived his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone at the bar saw the friend have the keys in his hand. So they think and that- the police seem to think that actually it was the friend that drove. Yeah. I think it's the latter. I think the friend drove. Billy Martin's friends might have this rose colored view of him, but they weren't there that night. Right. Things can every human beings are not one tracks people have people yeah, because maybe they didn't feel good or whatever it doesn't matter yes we, there's right. many things that could have happened that, he was also getting older maybe they were friends with him 15 years ago sure. and we all behave different yes you know p- human beings are complex okay the friend uh it was a slow it was like like a slow it was, I think it was icy road he's going like very slow hit a tree and like it just it just hit the car just right yeah i believe it was a tree i could be wrong but i think that's what happened and uh but he, it was a very slow it wasn't like he was going 90 and like it wasn't sam kinnison it was just like a slow sure. thing, and uh, but he just the accident, I guess, hit just right, or whatever. And Billy Martin died. Oh, uh, and I, there was talk that I said he was going to bring him back, and uh, his number is retired. I believe he has a also has a plaque. I believe um, it's one thing to have your number retired in Yankee Stadium. Something if you have one of the plaques memorial, and I believe he does have a plaque there. You can go to that plaque memorial park if you ever allow baseball again in Yankee Stadium. Uh, but Billy Martin, really interesting. I was in New York for all for all this stuff with Billy Martin. Yeah, it was wild, man. And, and uh, I was a Mets fan. I was also a Yankees fan. Um, I, I, you was kind of both. I was a little kiss. Like, sure. So yeah. I, you know, I was like, I really like Don Manning. He was fun, but I really liked Mike Gooden. So when you're that little, and my parents weren't really a big sports fan. So I was kind of like, so I was just kind of like, I wasn't a fair weather fan, but I was just like, who also like, who's on TV that day? Yeah. I, you know, you, well, that makes sense. I mean, they're both there in the city with you. It's yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, and it, it wasn't like they played each other in the playoffs either. I remember yeah. like in the 88, like a lot of Yankee fans were really pissed that I was rooting for the Mets against the Dodgers. But I was like, we're both in New York. They're not playing each other. Why right. Wouldn't I? I didn't understand that. Um, but then when I moved to New Hampshire and I became more of a Red Sox fan, I was like, oh, I hate the Yankees. And I've hated the Yankees since. Yeah. Um, but in this time in my life, I didn't hate them, uh, really at all. 
And, uh, but yeah, um, Billy Martin was an interesting character. I, I rooted for him as a little kid. He's, everyone liked him. I can't say no. Like, everyone was like, oh, Billy Martin's back. People get excited about it. Sure. Like, oh, Billy's back, man. Oh, we're going to win again, whatever. You know, people like just kind of believed that he would bring, and he usually did. His last stop, though, you could see the wheels kind of coming off the, the fifth time. The sixth time, I think, would have been a disaster because the team A was terrible. Yeah. No one's saving that team. Yeah, yeah. And then B, the, the wheels had kind of come off, and it looked like it wasn't going to be safe. But the 78 Red Sox, 78 Yankees, really interesting stuff. Uh, if you read The Bronx is Burning, uh, that takes place. It's a 77 season. You get, you get kind of a look. There's also uh, a very interesting Billy Martin auto, uh, I'm sorry, Billy Martin biography right. uh, that came out a few years. Very long. I've read some of it. I'll be lying if I've ever read all of it. Uh, but it is very well done. It's incredibly meticulous. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if you want a lot of Billy Martin content, it is there. Uh, and he's an interesting guy. Okay. So that's what was happening. That's my headlines. Yeah. Perfect. Um, we are back on Saturday with Animal House and Staying Alive. And then uh, uh, the Patreon show is Grease and then a Grease song. Yeah. One the one. Songs from Grease. Yep. So a big 1978 week. 100 episodes. We did it. We didn't crazy. kill each other. Well, I didn't think we would kill each well, other. Well, I wanted to kill you today a little bit with the uh, the Superman take. I was very angry. You know, I'm I am very sensitive about that too. Like, I just I I, I get it. Hmm. I have empathy for you for loving this movie. I get it, but really I couldn't. Sorry. But I couldn't just like lie about how I felt. That's probably the, one of the top five angriest I've been doing the show. I think. No, no, you've been much angrier at me. That's true. Yeah, I, I, that's right. No, I've been angry at you. You're right. I don't get it. Uh, I'm so likable. <laughs> you're, you're, you're beloved. Uh, no, it's more. I uh, no, but I sort of a take. I guess a movie take. Yeah, not not personal. No, I think not, you're not, ang- not like annoyed with Matt. I think you were I was, I was, like. Different. I think you're angrier with me um, about Field of Dreams because I don't like that. I li- see. I like yeah. Superman. I like this movie. I wish there was a podcast episode. I kind of wish we just done. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was on yeah. YouTube. Um, there might have been another one too. That uh, that would have been a great debate. Oh, Sandlot maybe is another. Sandlot one. was. I was more shocked, bemused. I just thought that sucked, but I don't think that the, I, there's meant there's so much. Your first times take is also bizarre. Yeah, it's not very good, but the, but <laughs> but this but Superman. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good with it. There's a lot of good. Maybe it should be a B. It, there's a lot of good with it. Like Reeve is so good. He's so good. So good. But you know, it's not Nolan Batman. It's not you know Keaton Batman. It's not. It's not that. But that's okay. It's better than the Avengers. Give me that. Oh, give me that. It. Yeah, a lot of the Marvel shit was really shit. Right. Is it better than Iron Man? Is the best super, superhero movie we've covered? Oh, I think oh, you give Iron Man an A minus. I think B plus. I think Iron Man's better. Oh, you need to be plus. I give it A minus. That's what it was. I think it was a B plus. Yeah, I think Iron Man. Iron Man's better. Oh, it, yeah, it's fucking seventies. Okay. Anything else? That's all I got. All right. See you.